0: This is a podcast from The Samplecast Volume 3 Episode 68.
1: The
0: Samplecast. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show and first off I am very sick this week, so you'll have to excuse my croaky voice. If you've seen the uh, sample car show, you can also uh, see how rough I look on YouTube, so you can have a good old laugh at that Uh, if you can uh, keep your dinner down while you're watching. But uh, it's been a bit of a frantic week and I've basically uh, burnt myself out with a big kind of fluy cold thing. So uh, apologies that my voice isn't quite as uh, good as it normally is. Well, if you think it's good in the first place. So it's been a couple of weeks since the last podcast and video show and I've been doing an awful lot of work for a lot of different companies including Native Instruments, uh, WA Production and a few other ones as well that I can't divulge just yet but uh, that's why I've been off the air for a few extra days but uh, I'm back now with a big show so uh, that's good news. This week's show seems to be focused quite a lot around pianos, there's a lot of piano libraries out this week and some updates to existing libraries so I'm going to cover those as we go along in the show. There's also going to be a review of UVI's brand new library which is Augmented Piano, that will be up later on in the show. The composer interview this week is with Claire Bachelor morris who's answered my call for more female composers to be on the show. Thanks so much, Claire. She's going to be chatting about her working processes, the sample libraries that she uses, and also delving into what it's like to work as a woman in the music industry. Uh, it's a pretty interesting chat that will be coming up later. If you'd like to get in touch with the show or send me any Get Well cards, please feel free. You can go via the SampleCast website for all the contact details. I'm on Facebook, Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, at The Samplecast, or you can just flat out email me, thesamplecast at gmail.com. There's a few new companies that have been in touch this week, wanting to get their stuff on the show. I haven't been able to squeeze absolutely everything in, but if you're interested in some of the more kind of esoteric libraries that are out this week, head over to The Samplecast website and sign up for the newsletter. I'll put in an extra little section of the newsletter this week, which will outline some of the stranger, kind of more funny little sample libraries that are out this week. Ones that are just as interesting as the big ones, but uh, I can't go into absolutely everything on the podcast and the video show. So let's get on with this week's show. Roundup. First up, the sequel to one of my favourite libraries from last year, this is Scoring Guitars 2 from Heaviosity. This runs in Contact Player 5.7.1 and above and it's about 5 gigs in size. This collection builds on the original sounds and has brand new recording sessions and it keeps many of the same features of the original library except for this time the root keys they've chosen are D minor and G minor. It has 380 different NKI files which includes pads, beds, drones, pulses and rhythms. And there's a couple of new features here including rhythmic pedal patches and a multi-sampled plucked guitar. You can get that over at the Ostie website. Sticking with guitars for a minute, there's a new library out this week from Rast Sound called Dystopian Element. They say it's inspired by Blade Runner and Black Mirror with more than 20 playable presets and it's got a pretty simple engine on board, running in the full version of Contact 5.7.3 and above. Think of this as suitable for sci-fi and edgy scoring. You can find more information at the link in the show notes. Uh, uh-huh. Next up, a cool plugin called Instacord from WA Production. I helped put the walkthrough video together for this and I did a little bit of testing on it as well. It's basically a MIDI chord creator effect that not only comes with interesting chord combinations, it can also act as a picking and strumming engine. So it's perfect for use on guitar sample libraries that maybe don't have strumming capabilities built in. You can watch my video and check out the features on the Plugin Boutique site. The link is in the show notes. Next up, a hit and impact instrument from Ecliptic Audio. This is called Blast. It runs in the full version of Contact 5.7.3. It's about 380 megs in size. And the sound sources here are lots of metallic rises and hits. The engine also has a number of controls for distortion, stuttering, and the usual kind of reverb delay and sound shaping you'd expect from a library like this. After having a good listen to the sounds on offer here, I'd say they're pretty good for layering with other hit libraries, as there's a nice sparkly kind of top end, a metallic mid-range, that kind of thing, but there's not much weight to the samples themselves. So you can see what you think over at the Contact Hub website. Here's a new piano from Chocolate Audio called ODD Grand Piano. They've already got four pianos in their lineup and this is the fifth one and the whole collection has been updated. I'll come on to that later on in the show. The library is roughly 20 gigabytes in size and it's designed to produce intimate tones. There are three different NKIs here representing a different mixing configuration for each and each of those gives a different tone with four microphone positions for each. There are lots more interesting things about this package to go into but uh, I haven't got time or the energy to uh, do it here. Go on to the Chocolate Audio website for details. Quick run through this week's best bargains, despite being sick. This first library has been on my radar for a while, but I never got around to picking it up. Now VST Buzz are offering it for 60% off, and it's possibly time to take the plunge. This is Eclipse from Wide Blue Sound. It runs in Contact Player 5.5.1 and above. It's about 600 megs in size and has 250 presets, but millions of ways to combine the 101 sound sources. It can produce dark brooding atmospheres, stuttering pulses and everything in between. And it's currently just 49 euros. Do click the link in the show notes for details. Next we've got Zero-G with up to 60% off their entire catalogue, even including the newer releases like Space Disco and Heavy Industry. I've put a link in the show notes to the Time and Space website, which has recently been given an overhaul. Do take a look at the Zero-G stuff on there, as you can find the full range of discounts. Lastly, Big Fish Audio, who have got a 50% off sale on a lot of their loop and instrument collections until the end of the month. There's a few of my favourites in there. Do have a look at the Big Fish Audio website for details. So this week's big review is Augmented Piano from UVI. This is a brand new piano library running in the free UVI workstation or Falcon as well. It builds itself as a creative piano workshop and they've sampled a 1909 Playel Grand Piano which they've really abused for this collection. There's a grand total of 24 different preparations here from string bowing to plucking, there's tapping, hitting with sticks and playing with various objects and of course playing in the normal way as well. They've also provided some played special effects so let's have a listen. In total it's a 14GB sample library with 23,000 samples and the main GUI features microphone mixing for three different mic setups along with velocity control. The edit window has controls for volume, ADSR, filter envelope, tone control, micro pitch control and glide and mod wheel functions so you can add tremolo, vibrato and filtering on the mod wheel. The third window is for sending effects such as convolution reverb, drive, EQing, chorus, which is for some reason called Thorus here. You've also got phaser, delay and reverb. So first the pros and there's a lot to go into. In fact, there's a lot for your money here. The 24 preparations all sound markedly different from one another and it was quite easy to use the tone control and the various mic mixing options to create a sound I was happy with, starting with a couple of hundred presets. Some of these presets are very unusual sounding, so much so that if I'd have heard them in isolation, I probably wouldn't have even known that they were derived from a piano. As with most UVI instruments, the interface is very clearly laid out, especially the main page, which gives a great idea of where the mics were actually placed in the recording process, so it's super easy to see what's going on. So coming on to the cons, although overall it's a well sampled package, some of the preparations don't exactly leap from the speakers and they were a bit muddier than I'd have liked and some had a little bit of distortion I thought as well. So that made me reach for the drive control to dial it down, also the volume control and also EQ and mic controls to just tidy up the sound a little bit. I also missed some kind of onboard stereo taming control as maybe sometimes I don't always want to have the bottom keys pan to the left and the top keys to the right. One major oversight I thought is that with such a wealth of different piano preparations on offer, there are relatively few mixed instrument presets using more than one preparation. That meant that once I'd exhausted the onboard presets, I was starting to layer up my own in the UVI engine. Now don't get me wrong, this is a great way to create bespoke tones and I had a lot of fun doing it, but it is a bit more hassle than it should be given that maybe the collection could have had one master patch where you could layer all of these preparations together. Perhaps that's a bit much to ask for the UVI workstation to handle all in one go, but nevertheless, I think it would have been a cool idea if they could have pulled it off. So in conclusion, there's a lot of piano libraries out there that offer some kind of prepared effects. In fact, I'm covering many other ones on this edition of the show, so it's a crowded market. I have to say though that I'm not sure I've ever seen something quite so comprehensive in one package as UVI's augmented piano. It's a real shame that the options for mixing different preparations are a bit DIY and you do have to manually ease off the distortion and volume on some of the presets but that's an easy fix. I'd say if you don't already have an awful lot of una corda and prepared pianos already in your arsenal, then this library is a great place to start simply because you won't get as many different playing styles for the same kind of money elsewhere. Do check it out at the link in the show notes or at the UVI website.
1: Free VST.
0: Not too many freebies this week, but my eye was drawn to rigid audio. They're just about to release their hypernode library in the next couple of days. So while you're waiting for that, it's possible to pick up a pack of five multis from their site and if you sign up to the rigid audio newsletter there's another couple of freebies that will get thrown your way as well these are both small contact instruments and you'll get these via email do check out the links in the show notes interview If you listen to the Samplecast podcast regularly, you will have heard my shout outs for female composers to be included over the last couple of months and there's plenty that came forward. This week is a uh, great composer, she's called Claire Batchelor Morris and she's going to open up about her creative process and what it's like to work as a woman in the music industry.
1: Hi, I'm Claire Batchelor, I'm a composer for media, thanks to Ruben for having me on the podcast. I've been a composer full-time for about nine years now. Um, I've mostly worked on TV adverts, for music libraries, documentaries, branded content, short films, um, a real variety of things. So today I'm going to talk a bit about the equipment that I use and sample libraries that I like to use. Um, And I'm also going to talk a bit about being a female composer. So let's talk about some software that I use. I personally use Cubase Pro I started out using Logic when I was studying for my A-level music tech um, years ago, (laughs) Um, but then when I was doing my degree in music composition for media, uh, my college used Cubase mostly, so I kind of carried on with that and have been using it ever since. Personally, I'm just used to it, I know everything is, Um, it's just my preference. So as far as sample libraries are concerned, certainly when I was starting out, I really liked the Complete series by Native Instruments. Um, I think it's a really good starting point. It gives you lots of instruments in the box straight away. You've got a lot of things to choose from. I'm currently on Complete 11, I think, and there's been a lot of different things that I've used. I like the piano selection. I like the uh, vintage organs. African drums, the Indian instruments, um, I think it's really good to have that many instruments at your fingertips. I also have some of the Spitfire libraries. Um, I started out with the original Albion Orchestra and I've also got Frank Ricotti Marimba and Gwillem Simcock Felt Piano. Um, I actually mostly looked at that because I'm a massive Gwillem Simcock fan, um, but I, I really like that Felt Piano for very subtle, you know, very very subtle, very soft piano sounds. I would say my favourite VST, certainly at the moment, is Omnisphere 2. I really love how versatile it is. I love the array of instruments that you get and just the versatility of the actual software itself. I feel like I haven't even delved into kind of 10% of it yet. Um, But I like all the little kalimba sounds. I love the synth pads, the evolving pads, you know, things with lots of layers to them. I really like the guitar textures with, you know, where you can use just like a distorted guitar as part of another sound. Um, And I I feel like I still don't know all of my plugins inside out. I don't like buying new things unless I'm absolutely sure I can't use something I already have. So I do like to delve into all the menus and play around with things, you know, contact instruments. Omnisphere, obviously, with some of the patches, there's a lot of things going on, so I like to mute one of the layers, um, take off, you know, one of the A or the B part of the patch. Um, And I like using different effects on things and and messing around. Another thing I really like to do is mix live instruments with my VSTs. Um, I think a live instrument makes a huge difference to a track. If you can play guitar, any sort of percussion, if you sing or, or anything else, I think it's very difficult to bring something to life without something live in there. It does depend on the genre you're, you're writing in, obviously. For example, I use a lot of the omnisphere kind of kalimbas and things like that with ukulele or acoustic guitar. Um, and I think, you know, it's really nice to mix different textures together. I also like to mess around with virtual instruments. Um, maybe not using them in the way they were necessarily intended for example I used um, just a very simple harp patch um, and like kind of warped it and used it alongside a synth sound and it kind of sounded kind of weird and cool at the same time (laughs) I think so anyway. So that's kind of my basic setup. Um, Cubase, I use a PC, custom-built PC. Um, I like Native Instruments stuff, Omnisphere, Albion. Um, I do like East-West as well. I'm about to delve into the Composer Cloud um, subscription for a month at least to see how it goes because I've had some problems with play in the past. So I'm going to see how that goes. So Ruben asked me if I wanted to be part of this podcast saying that, you know, a lot of the interview guests are male and that kind of goes along with the industry. You know, a lot of composers are male. Um, There was a statistic from the PRS. It was probably about three or four years ago now. I don't know what the up-to-date statistic is, but it was that only 13% of their members were female. Um, So that's basically anyone who's earning royalties from music you know, it could be songwriters, composers for media, um, any, anyone earning royalty. So I'm often asked this question, and it is difficult to answer, you know, why aren't there more female composers? But I think that it is getting better. And I think it starts really, really young. I think, you know, gender stereotypes, we come across gender stereotypes, um with very, very young children. There was a great experiment by the BBC recently where they had a childminder put in a room with um toddlers and they dressed the toddlers as the opposite sex and they had these you know, an array of toys and the childminder immediately to the girls, um who were actually boys but they were dressed as girls, um, you know, gave them sort of fluffy bunnies and, you know, cutesy things, whereas the boys they were giving more cognitive things you know maybe it was a puzzle um, where you have different shaped things you have to put them in the right slots so something that's using their sort of cognitive ability so I think we treat girls when they're very very young in a totally different way when we shouldn't necessarily Um, and I don't think that my parents treated me in that way I think that they you know I remember having Meccano and Lego and I think if I if I liked a toy they didn't think oh it's a boy's toy you can't you know play with that and also I was around a lot of musical equipment um growing up you know my dad was a musician and he had guitars lying around the house we had microphones um I used to play around I remember him showing me on a tape machine we could record onto it and add layers um with a microphone and I just found that really really fun um you know so I was exposed to a lot of things when I was very young and I think if we expose children, you know, it doesn't matter what their gender is. If we expose them to musical instruments and music recording software, then they're not going to think, oh, I can't do this. You know, it doesn't matter whether they're female or male. And then that carries on into education as well. I think it's a confidence thing. And I think the more female composers there are, the more girls will get into music tech and, you know, the composition for media courses um, and think that that is something that they can do as a career if they only see men doing it then I suppose maybe they'd think oh it's not for me or something I can't do and there's absolutely no reason for that but I think it is changing I think it is getting better. So thanks very much again to Ruben for having me on and if you'd like to hear any of my music my website is www.clairebatchelor.co.uk or you can find me on twitter at clairecomposer developer update.
0: Onto this week's updates, and there's a few excellent ones this week. The first is version two of Chocolate Audio's 88 series piano. This is five different sample pianos running in the full version of Contact, including the ODD piano that I mentioned earlier on in the show. As well as bug fixes, this update brings in half pedaling, there's RAM saving functions, a new GUI, more preset options, and a much better way of handling CPU management. Do check out the full details at the Chocolate Audio website. Fluffy Audio have updated their Renascimento bundle of 38 different Renaissance instruments and have included a new viola which is viola da gamba and they've also put in some extra renaissance percussions as well, there's a giant bass drum, a darbuka and some little bells and other little bits and bobs. Do check the link in the show notes for full details over at Fluffy Audio. Told you there'd be a lot of pianos and here's some more this is six in a collection from cinématique instruments as part of their character piano collection i understand that some of these pianos have been available before in separate instruments and somewhat more cut down versions but this is the first time that all six pianos have been available as a unified bundle Although I haven't got my hands on these yet, I do love the character and the tone from the demos and the uh, videos, so I can't wait to try them out, check them out at the Cinematic Instruments website. And let's finish the show with a big developer update. This is IK Multimedia with a brand new bundle of instruments and effects released under one banner as Total Studio 2 Max. It's basically their answer to native instruments complete with 94 different products in total, covering all genres of music and production. I've looked at some elements of this bundle before, including the Syntronic Synths and various sample tank collections. And there's also a full version of Miroslav Philharmonic 2, plus loads of model guitars and basses, and 39 mixing and mastering plugins. The full collection is 90% off what it would be if you bought everything individually but there's also various cross grades and upgrade pricing too. For the full rundown head to the IK Multimedia site. Again, for listening to the show, apologies again for my rather croaky voice and pretty miserable demeanor this week. But uh, I've been feeling really under the weather. As I said at the top of the show, if you'd like to get in touch with us, all the details are on the Samplecast website. If you've not reviewed and rated us on your podcast provider, especially if it's iTunes, that would be appreciated too, as it really helps us get visibility in those iTunes charts. Don't forget to get in touch with the show, I love to hear from you. And let me know what you want more of, what you want less of, or if you just want me to shut up and go away. And hopefully I will be here next week. Bye-bye now.